Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 12 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. Continuing our exploration of the obstacles that can prevent you from achieving your sports goals, today's topic is expectations. The dictionary defines expectations as a strong belief that something will happen in the future, a belief that someone will or should achieve something. At first glance, an expectation seems like a pretty good thing because it suggests that someone is actually capable of fulfilling the expectation and that they or others have confidence in meeting the expectation. However, upon closer examination, expectations can feel more like a burden on you that actually prevents you from performing your best and achieving the expectation. First, expectations have a sense of certainty that you will get a particular result. But as any athlete knows, there's little certainty in sport where other people, such as teammates, competitors, coaches, and officials, external factors such as field, course, or court conditions and weather, equipment failure, a broken bat in baseball, a snap string in tennis, and the vagaries of bad luck, a bad bounce, a brief distraction, can turn to expectations on their head. Second, with that sense of inevitability comes a feeling of already having fulfilled the expectation. Think of it this way. Go back to when you were, say, eight years old, and your birthday was coming up in a few months. There is a present that you want really bad for your birthday, and you tell your parents in no uncertain terms that you want it. In doing so, you create the expectation that you will actually get that present. For the several months leading up to your birthday, you think about the present. In your mind, you already have it. Your birthday arrives, and you open your presents only to find that you didn't get the present you expected. How'd you feel? Devastated. Why do you feel so badly? Not because you didn't get the present, but because in your mind and heart, you had already gotten the present, and your parents ripped it out of your hands. Therein lies the danger of expectations. Third, there is an implicit threat that lies hidden in every expectation, almost as if there is an invisible or else that can be found at the end of an expectation. For example, I expect to win, or else I'll be terribly embarrassed. An expectation puts you in a position where you feel that you absolutely must fulfill it or something bad will happen. As a result, expectations create in you a threat attitude. Finally, expectations are all-or-nothing propositions. There is no gray area around them. You either fulfill the expectation and succeed, or you don't and you fail. This means that there's only a small opportunity to succeed and a very large chance of failure. From Hope Solo, the Olympic and World Cup winning soccer goalie, if you truly want to realize your dreams, abandon the need for blanket approval. If conforming to everyone's expectations is the number one goal, you've sacrificed your uniqueness and therefore your excellence. Expectations also have a rather unique and unhealthy relationship with emotions. When I ask athletes about expectations, their reactions are pretty much the same. They frown, grimace, and they get uncomfortable. They say things like, I hate it when people expect things from me. And when I build up expectations about a competition, I feel totally weighed down. Very powerfully, expectations take a big emotional toll on athletes. Like the other obstacles I've discussed in my previous podcasts, expectations produce emotional reactions that not only feel bad, but usually result in poor performances. Let's look at that a little more closely. Before a competition, expectations create pressure to fulfill the expectations and fear that you won't, creating a threat attitude that hurts you both psychologically and physically, resulting in a poor performance. During a competition, expectations can produce a cautious mindset fueled by fear, a lack of confidence, and an inability to focus. You may perform with tension, tentativeness, and self-consciousness. Your emotional reaction to your expectations after an event are similar to those in response to the other obstacles I've discussed in my podcast. If you somehow do produce a good result, your strongest emotional reaction will likely be relief 
Where the relief come from? Because you dodge the bullet of unmet expectations. When you do perform poorly and don't fulfill the expectations, you will experience devastation because like the birthday present, the expectation of experiencing success has been ripped out of your hands. From William Shakespeare, expectation is the root of all heartache. Now, I hope I've convinced you that expectations will do you no good as you pursue your athletic goals. But as I noted in previous podcasts, results do matter in sports. And I simply can't prevent you as a competitive athlete, in a competitive sport, in a competitive culture from thinking about results. So my challenge is to allow you to think about results, at least temporarily, but give you a better alternative than expectations. My solution is to have you focus on goals, not expectations. Now, goals might seem a little different from expectations, but they are, in fact, completely different animals. Goal setting is actually wired into us and has helped us survive since we are cave people 250,000 years ago. Goals have been responsible for many of the great developments that have gotten us where we are today in modern society. Goals are also deeply rewarding to us. As I'm sure you've experienced, setting, working toward, and achieving goals are a source of immense satisfaction and joy. You feel pride, inspiration, and excitement in putting in the effort and seeing your effort rewarded. Also, unlike expectations and their air of certainty, goals are about possibility of achievement if you work hard and give your best effort. One great thing about goals is that they are not black and white like expectations, but rather about degree of attainment. Not every goal can be achieved, but there will almost always be improvement toward a goal, and that progress defines success. So, if you give your best effort, there's little chance of failure and a great opportunity for success. When I ask athletes about goals, they convey a very different message than they do about expectations. Their faces perk up, and they say things like, it means I decide to do something, and I want to really work hard to attain it. Here's an example to help illustrate the difference between an expectation and a goal. A tennis player has the expectation of making at least the semifinals of a big national tournament after getting no farther than the second round in previous years. Or that same player sets a goal of making the semifinals. If she ends up making the quarterfinals, then she would have failed to meet the expectation. But even though the goal wasn't fully realized, she still made it farther in the draw than she ever had. So she would have seen herself as succeeding in the goal because of the substantial improvement she made over previous years. The emotional experience of goals is also very different from those expectations. Before a competition in which you set goals, you're actually really motivated and excited to compete because you have a challenge rather than a threat attitude. After an event, after an event, if you succeed in achieving your goal, you feel elated, you feel great. But if you fail to meet your goal, unlike an expectation, you certainly feel disappointed, but you also feel pride in knowing that you gave it your all, and you remain hopeful that you can achieve the goal at the next opportunity. For Michael Jordan, if you accept the expectations of others, especially negative ones, then you will never change the outcome. So, if you're going to set something related to results, set goals, not expectations. But don't stop there. There's another step you must take that will increase your chances of success even more. Once you've established goals for the results you want, immediately shift from outcome to process and set goals for what you need to do to achieve your outcome goals. Examples might include setting goals to be totally prepared before an event, focus on specific technique or a particular strategy, or playing as aggressively as possible. There are several key elements about process goals that distinguish them from outcome goals. First, if you achieve the process goals, you are very likely to achieve the outcome goals you set for yourself because you are more likely to perform well. Second, unlike outcome goals, process goals are entirely within your control, so you have the power to act on them or not. 
Finally, because they're controllable, you're able to exert control over the quality of your performances, and by extension, the results that you pursue. From Bruce Lee, the martial arts legend, the great mistake is to anticipate the outcome of the engagement. You ought not to be thinking of whether it ends in victory or defeat. Let nature take its course, and your tools will strike at the right moment. Many athletes I work with don't even realize when they place expectations of themselves or hear them from others. This is a problem because if you don't know you're setting expectations for yourself, you can't change them to goals. There are six phrases I hear from athletes that are truly cringeworthy to me because they're big red flags of expectations. I must, I have to, I need to, I should, I better, I gotta. Let me say those again. I must, I have to, I need to, I should, I better, I gotta. Just saying those six phrases out loud make me stressed out and cringe. What makes these phrases so unpleasant is that, as I mentioned above, they all are followed by an implicit threat. For example, I must do well today, or something bad is going to happen. What that bad thing is often depends upon the meaning you attach to failure, which I discussed in the podcasts that focused on fear of failure. But regardless of the specific threat, it feels bad, and it causes you to perform below what you're capable of. If you become aware that you are using any of these six phrases, you can replace them with much more beneficial alternatives. I would like to. It is my goal to. I'm working hard to. I'm directing all of my energy to, and I'm excited to. Let me repeat those again. I would like to. It is my goal to. I'm working hard to. I'm directing all of my energy to, and I'm excited to. Now try saying those five phrases and see how you feel. When I say them, I feel positive, fired up, and motivated. Clearly different reactions compared to the six phrases I just previously described. From Tom and the Sword of the World Series winning manager. Pressure is a word that is misused in our vocabulary. When you start thinking of pressure, it's because you've started to think about failure. Expectations also have an interesting relationship with confidence. If you're performing really well in training, it's easy to go down the road of bad expectations. However counterproductive it is, you turn performing well into a bad thing by turning the training successes into expectations and pressure for an upcoming competition. You question whether you can continue your good performance in competitions and worry that you won't. As strange as it sounds, after a great training period, competing actually can trigger a threat attitude. The result is a self-fulfilling prophecy of poor performances in competition. But it shouldn't be this way. Quite to the contrary, performing well in training shouldn't weigh you down, but rather it should lift you up. Doing well in training should be a good thing. It means you're on your game and ready to perform well in competition. It should give you confidence, not expectations. As for those comments from family, friends, and others when you've been performing well in training, such as, I know you're going to win this weekend, you're the best, or we'll be there to celebrate your victory with you. You need to take them for what they really are, not for what they seem. They sure sound like expectations that can make you feel bad because you don't want to disappoint people close to you. But you should reframe them into confidence as well. The words they say can easily be interpreted as expectations, but that's not what they're intended to be. Instead, they're actually really expressions of support, encouragement, and belief in you. Their words don't come out well simply because they don't know any better. This different perspective on the relationship between performing well in training and going into a competition triggers a challenge attitude in which you're mentally and physically prepared to continue the training success in competition. You're motivated, confident, intense, focused, and excited to be out there. The result is a self-fulfilling prophecy of good performance in competition. From Ronda Rousey, the mixed martial arts star, I am fortunate in that I operate the best 